0: Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. is amazing what God's presence does? You know, just the presence of God is restoration in, in and of itself. We've been in a time of prayer for the last 21 days. This is day number 14. And uh, the beginning of this week, we started to talk about the names of God. And this morning, it's Jehovah Shema. And so I want to um, talk about that. It actually means that God is ever present. Isn't it amazing that when Jesus came on the scene, He always changed the atmosphere, He he changed the situation, He could transform any hardship and bring life. During the first service, during worship, I was thinking of some of those things, and you know, Jesus came on the scene, He would bring health where there was sickness. But in all forms, right, like mentally, physically, spiritually, He brought health. He brought joy when there was sorrow in a situation. He brought, literally, life from death. He brought hope when there was despair. He brought peace when there is anxiety. When Jesus comes on the scene in your life, there's change. Our goal in this life is to be more like Him, is to shine His glory, just like when... Um, When uh, Moses was before God, it says that his face just shined because he was before God. That's really what we want to do in this life. The scripture that goes along with today's word uh, or name, Jehovah Shema, comes out of Hebrews and it says, Never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. This comes out of of Hebrews 13. There's another famous little sentence of scripture that we love to talk about. It says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always present. What I wanna do is just take the next couple moments here and I wanna read to you chapter 13 of Hebrews. It's the last chapter that, that was written in this book, this little letter that was written. Um we know that the that the writer of this book had a very personal relationship with the disciples. So that's kind of cool because he got firsthand experience talking with the disciples and they were with Jesus. We don't really know the exact audience that he was speaking to. We don't really know where they lived, but we do know that the writer knew them very well. So this is a letter written to people that he knows really well. Um, And we also know that this particular group of people had a very good knowledge of Scripture. They understood the first five books. They understood the Torah. And so this is who he's writing to. Um, Chapter 10 tells us in in this book, that they were actually going and they were facing persecution and imprisonment. So when you read chapter 13, it's just good to know, okay, think of it as, wow, I really know, I can imagine what they were feeling. And they were feeling this way, of course, they were being persecuted because they had an association with Jesus. And. It was kind of sad for them because a lot of the people, because of the persecution, they were walking away. They were abandoning their faith. So his goal in this entire book is to do a couple things. It's to elevate Jesus higher than anything or anyone. And it was to remain faithful to Jesus despite persecution basically he's saying don't abandon Jesus and that Jesus was the ultimate revelation of God's love and mercy in chapter 11 we have the great faith chapter and then in chapter 12 he talks about running with endurance how many you know we need endurance in this life so this is what he says keep on loving each other as brothers and do not forget to entertain strangers For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. You know, we just can't live our lives any way we want to, right? Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. You know, there's a confidence that comes through obedience. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper and I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the Word of God to you, and consider the outcome of their life, and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by ceremonial foods. You know, we're always trying to go back to things, right, that make us holy which are of no value to those who eat them. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate. In other words, he's saying, make the connection Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. It's not a ritual. Take the ritual and bring Jesus into it. Let us then go to him outside the camp bearing the disgrace he bore, for here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Your persecution, everything you're going through, oh, there's an end. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Isn't it a sacrifice sometimes to praise God? The fruit of lips that confess His name and do not forget to, uh, to do good and to share with others. For with such fac- sacrifices, God is pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be A joy not a burden for that would be of no advantage to you pray for us we are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead Our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good, with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ and to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for I have written you only a short letter. You just got the last chapter of that letter. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. So I guess Timothy was in prison. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all God's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. Grace be with you all. He is everything. Jesus is our everything. When Jesus comes on the scene, when we allow him into our world, it's, it changes us, but we have to be willing to do that. We have to be willing to say, God, I let you in right now in this situation. That, you, you, that's an act of your will, by the way. That's not a feeling. It's an act of your will. Lord, we do ask that we would have a fresh understanding of what you can do when you come on the scene. God, I ask that you would come on the scene in our lives, in the areas that we so try to hide, that we are fearful about, um, that sometimes we even protect. God, we give you everything. And we just thank you for all of your wonderful gifts. We love you. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.